and welcome to Two Friends and a Movie. Two Friends and a Movie with Matt and Sixto. With who? Matt uh-huh. Sixto. That's right. Even though my name is not Toe. Toe! <laughs> Toaster Oven. That's why we call him around here. Yeah, I know. I have to live Because he's that. hot. Hot like hot, hot, hot like a piece of toast. <laughs> <laughs> it really shows how sexy he is. Yeah. We compare him to toast. Yeah. Um. Uh, welcome to Two Friends in a Movie. Welcome. Where, where Matt and I, who are two friends. We are two friends. Uh, who love movies. More See, than anything. More than anything. More than our mothers. More than my mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. It goes movies, mom <laughs> on the list. Sorry, Denise. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. Um, Matt and I, who love movies, sit down and talk about them for a bit. And then we let you hear it, and then you love it. See? Yeah. Easy it. peasy. Lemon squeezy. Um, hey, I, I have a question. Oh, I have an answer. Do you have three weeks to watch a movie? Um, apparently watched, I did. Have you, have you, have you seen, I don't know, Link, are you a man that likes, or woman who likes to spend their entire day watching a movie like Lincoln, um, uh, Gangs of New York, Son of Sam, Son of Sam, uh, Casino, um, all three Lord of the Rings, <laughs> all three Hobbits. Yeah. If you are such a man or woman, we have a movie for you. We do. <laughs> it's called. What's it called? It's called The Irishman. I it, it's the it's the prequel to the Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Leprechaun. Ah! Ah! Oh yeah, I, I, these guys really sharp. It's it's it shows you how the Leprechaun was created. It's exactly what it is. It's the I, it's the Irish man who made the Leprechaun. I'm only laughing because it's called the Irishman, but everybody sounds like they're from South Jersey. I'm the Irishman. <laughs> That's not how it sounded. <laughs> everybody sounds like they're from South Jersey, but they're really from Philadelphia. So what the fuck do I know? Well, South Jersey and Philadelphia are pretty close. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they're right next I to mean, each other. I mean, they're right next to each other. They can see each other. You can spit at West. Yeah, at like, hey, Philly. And they're like, hey, South Jersey. Stay over there. <laughs> um, Well, this movie. This one right here. Uh, three and a half fucking hours. Three and a half fucking hours of Martin Scorsese Scorsese like he has never been scorsese before. I had to watch it in two days. You had to? Yeah, it was, it was too I, much. I will tell you this. I, w- I watched it. There's a part when they're having dinner. Right before they start eating, I paused the movie. We made dinner. We ate it. We came back. We had aged about 10 years. We came back, and we hit play, and we aged another 20 years. Um, That's a lot of aging. Yeah, yeah. Or de-aging. De-aging. It was kind of like the movie. Like yeah. They were young, and at the end of the movie, they're really, really old, just like yeah. everyone who watched the movie. <laughs> but <laughs> He started out young. And you ended up really, really old. Besides its length, let's talk about um, uh, what this movie is about. Uh, I think I think we should do things a little differently this time. Oh, really? I do. All right, go ahead. Because it's too much movie for us to really give a synopsis of. I can give you a synopsis in one in in two minutes. You can you can count me down. But so I think we should start at the end huh. and give our review of the movie. Right. And it's... then describe why we gave it that review. Okay. 
How do you feel about that? I think, I mean, I wasn't ready for it. This is a totally <laughs> ad-lib podcast every week. I don't know if you guys know this. We don't study. No. We don't go over notes. No. We don't have a producer. No. We go in the room, yeah. and we go, all right, go. <laughs> How do you like this movie? What do you got? <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. The ending of the movie then, right? Or, what, wait, no, we, we, what do you give it? Like, if this was, do you highly recommend it? Do you I, slightly recommend it? I, I highly recommend it. It's something that you have to watch. You might never watch it again. You might not. You, you probably won't. But Not the whole three hours. Of but it. you have to watch it. It is, quite honestly, the, it is an, an, a director's true vision of what he wanted to do being delivered to you. And for that alone, you should watch it. Not to mention that it's actually a good movie. It's very good. Um, so, so like, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt it. It's just a little fucking long. It's a little too long. Yeah. If I was going to give it, say, some hand motions of do not what I thought it, of the movie. Do not fucking give it thumbs. I would give it, like, don't. one and three-fourths of a thumbs up. God damn it. Like, it's, the other ones, is, it's like, it's almost there. <laughs> You can't do but that. it's not all the way there. Well, I'll give it. I'll give it like a, 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 an eight, which is a, or a seven actually. Seven, honestly. seven, seven and eight. I think is the the perfect scale for this. Yeah, like it's somewhere there because the movie is absolutely fantastic. It's very good. Um, but really, it just it, there. Are, after you've watched it, you sit down and you start processing that in your head, and you kind of feel like, why did I have to sit to three and a half hours for this? You know. Uh, specifically given how it ends. And, and so, uh, because it's so open to interpretation and how you want to how you wanna consume that ending. And it's, it's a movie based on rumors. Right. Like, this is what people think what happens. Right. But right. no one really knows, well, no one besides a select few really know what happens right. to... Uh, so the movie is, the main character, I guess, that the most popular character, I guess, would be Jimmy Hoffa. Is right. what the name people know the most. Um, and it's kind of his rise into stardom until he was leading the Teamsters and then his fall and why he fell. But I, I think actually that's interesting that you see it that way because I see it as this is the story of one man trying to make a living past the Irish man. Past his, his little bit of, of, of you know, like, like wherever he was at, he wanted to get higher, which was very common in the in the 50s yeah. after World War II. He was looking, and he sees some of the war, and he comes after, back to and, America, right, he's just and, looking for a job. And after, after it's not, this doesn't happen exactly right after the Great Depression, but he's somebody that obviously lived through the Great Depression. So I think there's a lot of that that also plays very strongly into this, like what people, what people... S- society stop looking as wrong in, in little pockets and being like, look, for, I'm not going through that fucking shit again. Yeah. So whatever I need to do to get it off. So if I can surmise the movie very quickly. You. Surmise it. It, it is uh, Robert De Niro's character, The Irishman. The Irishman. He's trying really hard, like I said, to, to make a better living than what he's doing. Uh, you know, stealing meat in, in, from, a, from delivering meat in a truck. I uh, guess together with some mafiosos. So he starts with like petty crimes. Yeah. Like simple things, right. like just to get and, by. Uh, and uh, get, get, uh, before we, we really rip the meat of this bone, rip uh, it. Let me, let me just give you, let me give you, show you the cut. Show me the cut <laughs> of, of meat. I want to see if I like it. Um, he, he meets up some, some guys 
some guy, Joe Petri, that really he he kind of sees like, oh man, I need I need help with some stuff. And the guy's like, yeah, man, I like you. Come through with this. So he re- he goes up the ranks as such. Like he starts doing little favors for them. Then he starts killing a couple people for them, which is what you do. He's dependable. He's reliable. And he's fast at his job, and he's good, and he's quiet. And he doesn't say anything. Right. He he then he's he, the perfect mobster's assistant. Right. He is soldier, good soldier. He he then. Uh, gets introduced to Jimmy Hoffer and becomes Jimmy Hoffer's, like, guy. guy. Right-hand man. Yeah, right. Not necessarily. I don't think so. But I think he becomes really close to him, and Jimmy Hoffer really sees him as protection at all times. And The same way Russell, the Joe Pesci's character is Russell. Right. So, and they both see him in the exact same way, pretty much. Right, right. Which is good for the first half of the movie. Right. But and also in the case of Joe Pesci, I think I mean there, um, Jimmy Hoffer was really his friend. But I think Joe Pesci really saw him as somebody that a protege or something, uh, like something a son like almost, like uh, almost. someone he could develop into right. the person he wants right. someone to be. And Hoffer saw the same thing, but I think the, the Nero saw Hoffer with a with a bigger eye, like oh my God, you're so much higher and you have so much power and there's so much more that you drive. So Hoffer goes to jail. Comes out of jail, has lost all of his power, wants to get his power back, starts causing a lot of troubles for everybody. So, you know, he has to go. And these are the bigger spoilers. Everybody knows Jimmy Hoffer is being fucking missing since 1980, 70. Yeah, if you know where he is, let us know. We'll put him yeah, on the please. podcast. Yeah. Uh, um, so they send De Niro, who is his boy, to fucking take care of Hoffer. And the last part of the movie is really him and everybody else that survived into an old age really looking at the fruit of, of their tree. All of these crimes and all of these things, how they affected their family, the relationships with everybody outside of, of that mafioso life, and really ends with De Niro entirely by himself in an old folks home. And that is the very superficial that's the quick, quick, quick version. Yes. Do you take his man? I do. Do you? I do. Good. You're married. Yeah, you're married. Exactly. Is is the space balls of marriages? <laughs> so first, let's comment. I love that Joe Pesci is a boss, and he's not some like just bully or yeah. doer who gets whacked at some point in the movie. I'm glad that he got that role where he could finally be like the man. Like, oh he's the head boss God. of this movie. And also, and he might not be, because I think he's below some other people. But my thing about Petri in this movie is he's very quiet. He doesn't blow up emotionally in any point. Like, he's not screaming at anybody. It's very anti-Petri that you know from Goodfellas and stuff like right. that. But he is so menacing. There is a respect and fear that you have for this character because you wouldn't fuck with that guy. Yeah, because well, you, never you fuck you. with this guy, you're dead. <laughs> right. You're dead. But you never, he'll never yell at you. He never gets loud. He just tells you what he needs to tell you, moves on with his day. And what a fucking change. By the way, um, he just got nominated for, I think, for a Golden Globe or something. He better. Because that, him and, and, and Pacino, out of everybody in that movie. Because those are the two guys that, that um, really deserve a nomination yeah. or anything. Because they fucking... They brought killed it. it. They brought they it. Killed it. And I heard that the I'm not sure how true this is, but I heard that De Niro had to like beg Pesci to come do this movie. Like Pesci was like, "Listen, I'm old. I'm done. I don't want to act anymore. Right. 
and De Niro like begged him, like, "No, you come on, you got to do it." Wow. And it's also the first time. If that's true, good for Robert De Niro. Uh, Pacino's worked with Scorsese, which I thought was interesting as well. Is that true? Yeah, never worked on the movie before. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, and it's you know it's just a classic Scorsese movie. It's. The long, drawn-out yes. mobster movie yes. that gives you way more information than you actually need. Yes. And there's these scenes, like, one of my favorite visual scenes. As a, We're both video editors here, mm-hmm. and I really like some tricks and things people do. The wedding scene near the end of the movie where uh, Ray Romano's walking his daughter down. Yeah. And they have those slow-motion shots of, like, the people in the crowd and the, yeah. the, the wife coming down. And it's just so smooth. Like, the camera you had must have been unbelievable. It must have been doing, like, 10 million frames a second. Right, Because right. it's so smooth. <laughs> it's just, it was it was a very, very beautiful very, shot. Very fl- beautifully shot. That's so very that funny because I, 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 my favorite part of the entire movie, which is also by the end, uh, is a sequence where, uh, and I know we're jumping to the end. I hope. Like, we're going to we, jump all around. Cause we're going to jump all around. Do. Right. We're um, like the House of Pain. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. Um, the the whole thing when they're gonna go pick up Jimmy Hoffa and Chucky, they're driving in Chucky's car. Chuck, his son, his uh, Jimmy Hoffa's son. They jump in the car, and the first thing everybody asks is like, "What's that smell?" And it's all about the fucking yeah, fish that was in the, the back seat. And the moment, and this is such a tense, such a tense. Sequence, all of it is tense. You seeing like you know, there's a very slow driving sequences, and they and even before they get in the car, when De Niro is yelling at Sally, he's like, "No, I'm sitting in the back." Right, because you you will fucking kill me. Yeah, I'm in the back. Like it starts out like intense, and then it goes to this whole fish thing. Like they're going to kill Jimmy Hoffer. He's best. He's best friend for intents and purposes. He's gonna go kill. Jimmy Hopper's going to get killed by his best friend. His, friend, his, his best friend is arguing about the, the smell of fish yeah. in the car. <laughs> For, and even more intense is that they go pick Jimmy Hopper. Jimmy Hopper is pissed off because he doesn't like to wait. And here we are, and they're having this argument about time and all of these things. And you know Jimmy Hopper is, does not want to get into this car. And the only reason he gets in the car is because De Niro's in it, right? He's the only reason. The only reason. And the moment he gets in the car, he goes, what's the smell? <laughs> you have to die laughing, dude, because it's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> and it just shows, I think, the different ways mobsters think of killing and death than the normal person. Yeah. Like, a yeah. normal person would be freaking out, sweating, like, oh, my God, we're about to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> and they're just like, what's going on in this car? You can't put a fish in a car. What, are you crazy? <laughs> It's the most mundane conversation in the most intense part of your life ever. And by the way, uh, uh, staying with that, with that sequence, when Jimmy Hopper is getting in the car, De Niro has this moment where he's like trying to kind of hug him. Like he, he feels so awkward about the whole thing. Uh-huh. And he's like sort of like, hey, man, Jimmy, he gives it his hand and he's doing like, hey, come here, sit down. And he's having that like very physically uncomfortable time with yes. him getting into the car. And it's it's so fantastic. It's so well done. The one complaint I have about this movie, aside from how long it is, uh, and let's jump to the beginning again. Jump is, back. Is that De Niro's shoulders never look like a young man's shoulders. No, he looks old the whole movie. He looks old with a young face. 
Even his face looks old. Well, that's true. Like he's got that droop. Like he's always had that droop face. Like like yeah, like yeah. deputy dog. Like yeah. to the euro, <laughs> you know. But I just I didn't like that his body his body was never erect enough like a younger man. Like a guy who just came back from the war should right. look. Right. Like and and Pesci for all of his drooping too as an older man. He really sells the younger Pesci very well. Harry Cartel sells a younger man very well, mm-hmm. too. And they both, in that same point, at the very end, when they're in the old age home, they both, all, as all of them, play the really old man really well. Right, right. Which, to me, I feel like is the hardest part. Right. Because you're basically playing yourself dying. Right. And then when you're that age, like, they're not that far off from that. No, no, dude. So, so it's got to be like a scary window <laughs> to the future you're doing. Um... What a great, what a great fucking, uh, uh, also set of sequences when they're very old in the in the old homes, and in the jail. Like all of those, uh, all of those sequences have a lot of weight to them. Yeah. In that you you've seen these guys really well. You've seen it from the from the perspective of this one man, really growing through, growing up within this thing, and then being there. And he never says enough. He never says you know. He never gets past. Saying you know yes sir or thank you or whatever it is you know like he never talks a lot. No, I don't think he ever feels he's at the same level as Pesci or Pacino and the well their characters in the movie. Right. And they came to the same point as earlier was the killing. Is even jail like they don't see jail the way normal people see jail. Like they're in there like all right we're in jail. (laughs) I'm gonna have a Sunday like Pacino's (laughs) eating a Sunday in jail. I think because this, I, to, to people like that, I, I, I'm going to have to assume by what they're showing me. I mean, I'm, I'm now getting into their brain by what they're showing me, but I assume that they feel like if you don't get whacked, the best choice you can have is going to jail. Like they all expect to be in jail at some point in their life. If, uh, unless they get whacked. Yeah. So like, <laughs> this is something that's going to happen. <laughs> like One of these two things will I'm happen I'm preparing for me. it, yeah. Right. When you so, live a life of of pure crime, <laughs> and not just a life of pure crime, but a life of crime that they shove in the public's face. Right. Like, they're not shy about it. They're going to say, yeah, this is this this is what we do. Yeah. 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 If you get me, you get me, but I'll be out soon, because I got plenty of people, and I'm going to do it again. Right. Um, I, I also I also find, I found incredibly delicious. Yum, yum. Is, um, at the end, at some at some point, at the at closer to the end of the movie, I know we're talking a lot about almost the end of the movie because that is when when the meat of the movie yeah really when the happens. shit starts happening right when they when the Nero starts like like whacking off guys because they have to clean up a lot of the mess that, that had happened. Um, that's it, it goes really quick, but it's great, dude. It's just like, but it's the same thing at Goodfellas. Like at the end of Goodfellas, like right. All right, right. it's time to start killing motherfuckers. Right, let's one go. after the next let's goes, go. goes, goes. Um, I will say though that that uh, the one part of this movie that that was interestingly very fleshed out and felt very important, and they don't have to show you anything after like the aftermath because you can feel it, even though they show you a little bit, is the fi- the family dynamics. Yeah, like the Nero's family dynamic, specifically with his children, it's so it's so. It's like a second thought. On. It's but it's focused on enough that you see what's happening, but it is kind of like a second thought. A second like, thought, like you, they focus one on that one daughter, right? Uh, so Pacino has four kids, t- two wives, and the three of his kids. De Niro, you mean? De Niro, they understand who he is and they kind of accept 
accept him for what he is, whereas one daughter who witnessed some of this violence firsthand wants nothing to do with her dad, uh, the Irishman, uh, Robert De Niro. But she becomes very attached to Jimmy Hoffa and sees Jimmy Hoffa as a, a, a father figure. And he spends a lot of the movie trying to regain his daughter, especially near the end. He goes yeah. to the bank and tries to see her. He goes to the other daughter to try to, to, try to get her to see him. Uh, still won't do it. Yeah. And they it's said... sad. And she knows but... that... Like, they're watching the news one night, and they're reporting that Hoffer is missing. No one knows where he is. At that moment, his daughter knows De Niro killed him. Right. And that's the last time they ever speak. Right. Uh, the voiceover was an interesting choice. It was an interesting choice, but I liked it. I liked it. I liked it just in the beginning because he starts off with a voiceover mm-hmm. and then almost continues the voiceover as the character in the right. wheelchair, like right. like it's one thing, right? Which right, I thought right, right. was cool. Um, he's obviously telling the story to somebody, whoever it is, writing a book or something. Which I also but found a little. That's the only part I felt that was a little. I don't know. Wrong, like didn't fit, because like near the end when he's talking to the cops, and the cops are like, "Yo, De Niro, everybody's dead. Right. You're not no matter what names you give us, it doesn't matter." Also funny because also funny because they go, he goes, "If you want it, I don't case anything. You got to talk to my lawyer." And they go, "Your lawyer's dead. Your lawyer's dead." And he goes, "Who did it?" <laughs> 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 they both look at each other like, "What?" what? <laughs> No one did it. Yeah, he's just 95 <laughs> years old. <laughs> that's what happens. So everyone's dead, and he refuses to talk to the cops. Right. And it's that's his character the whole way. Like, he doesn't talk much. He doesn't give any information. But he's giving this entire story to somebody who you never see. You know, that's the thing. I think through this entire movie, I thought from the moment I started watching it that he was talking to death. Because at the very beginning, I thought he was talking to us. As in telling somebody the story, but then it was becoming more and more clear to me as the movie kept going on that he was talking to death, because I kept saying, "Well, he's very old." Could he be talking to Patty, his daughter? No. Well, possibly, like coming clean. Like coming clean. It's like, all right, I'm about to die. I'm on my deathbed. She finally goes, "All right, he's about to die. I want some closure myself." And maybe he just spews everything to her. Because I couldn't see him telling anyone else. Well, I couldn't see him telling her either because I think he wanted to protect her. But I guess to gain her. To gain back. her. Like the only way she's going to talk to me mm. is if I tell her everything. But I think, I, I don't know, man. I really, really think it's death that he's talking to. It's possible. It's just they spend so much time with him trying to gain her, yeah. uh, make a relationship with her. Right. That, And I can't see him trusting anyone else. Right. That That was my assumption that he was talking to his daughter. Huh. I mean, that'd be interesting, yeah. That's also a very interesting point. Um, and it makes a lot of sense, too. Uh, but there was never, like, a, you know, like, there was never, I don't know. I, I guess I have to rewatch it. Yeah, I guess it's up to interpretation, because they never tell you. And no. that person never speaks back. He never calls this person by a name well, or you know anything. You know, the only reason why I wouldn't think that is because the, when the daughters, the, the scene that you mentioned, they were talking about Huffer's death. And she goes, well, why haven't you called his wife? And he goes, you know what? I'm going to call her right now. Um, 
which is when she realizes mm-hmm. he's saying to whomever he's speaking to. Yeah, he did say that. I haven't. Um, that I, was the. That's the, the last time she ever spoke to me. Yeah, He's you're right. Spoken I forgot about then. that part. But I, I just, I feel like, I feel like he's confessing to death. Like here it is, fucking take me. And the only reason why I say that, which is maybe a little too dark, but um, when the movie ends, and he goes into the room. And the priest is there talking to him. And he goes, do you want me to close the door? He goes, leave it a little open. I think he's expecting for death to come get him. It's time. Like, I'm ready. Right. And and so that's why I always thought that that was death. Even more so, like, as the movie kept going on, I kept, like, getting these hints to myself. Maybe because I made up, I made it up in my mind that it was death. In my mind. <laughs> it could be death. It could be a report. Like, you don't know. Like, But it couldn't be a reporter. I don't think I guess at some point, maybe he wants the world to know the true story. Like, you don't know. Like, Whoever's writing a book about Is he him talking to nobody? Is he just sitting in a room mumbling? Which, oh, in his mind, that he's right. saying thoughts. But he's, but he's just some senile old man. Right, right. I mean that's also possible. Yeah, I mean it could be any of these things. That's um, I think the beauty, part of the beauty of the movie is like you don't really know, right? Like is he actually talking? He's actually breaking the fourth wall and just talking to us, the audience, to make us understand what the hell is happening. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know, man. I I feel that I feel like this movie is not only very well done. Um, I I think the acting is. Amazing. It's a must-watch. It's a must-watch, but I also think that all of those unanswered questions make it so much better than if, if he gave you all of all of the definitive answers of everything that's happening. You know, which I, mean? I think is most good movies is they're open to interpretation. Right. Um, right. You don't want to be spoon-fed everything. You want to no, be able to right. kind of put yourself in that movie and kind of see and kind of hope. Like, is he finally doing the right thing? Is he not doing the right thing? Right, and none of this stuff is proven. Like, there's no facts that Jimmy Hoffer was shot and killed. Um, like that Russell was behind all this nonsense. Like, none right. of this is proven in facts. Right. So, is even De Niro remembering is correct? Like, you don't know. Yeah. How deep it goes, and he may talk him to himself. Yeah. Right. Maybe he felt guilty that he let Hoffer die. That he feels responsible. Like, you don't really know. Right. Um. Uh, I was gonna say uh, again because this is movies this big is always about the scenes. <laughs> uh, there is a scene when they're both in in jail, uh, De Niro and Pacino, um, the Irish man and and Russell. I'm the Irish man. And uh, <laughs> and uh, my favorite part of the movie. He never says that. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out. He goes, "I'm the Irish man." <laughs> that doesn't happen in the movie. Um, there's a part when when um, Joe Pesci is telling De Niro, uh, "Listen, that was really fucked up about about Jimmy. It shouldn't have happened like that." And I think it's the only time because they kind of don't address any of it. Mm. And he's very fucking badass, but he's very sad because he's really gangster. That they, he's like, "Yo, you're gonna kill this motherfucker. Done. Like, I'm not gonna talk to you about it. You're not gonna talk to me about it either. You're just gonna do it." Mm-hmm. And and they have that understanding because it's by looking at each other, where Pechi's like, "That's what's happening," and he's like, "All right, I guess." And he's really, really, really fucked up. But I get, I guess Jimmy Hoffer doesn't die. Unless the Irishman is in the car, like yeah. if anybody else is in that car, he doesn't. Even if it's just his son, yeah, he doesn't like get in he, that he car. He doesn't get in. So, so the fact that that had to go like that, but he tells him when they're in jail, very old, he says, 
well, it was him or us, so fuck him, right? Yeah. And, and De Niro still says nothing. But I think there's an understanding in that moment, too, for him, because there's like he just keeps his head low, and he's like, well, you know what? <laughs> I think he appreciates the sentiment. Right. Because Pesci knew how close of a friend Hoffer was to him and his right. family. Right. But sometimes shit's got to get done. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers got to go sometimes. Sometimes bro. someone's running their mouth. S- sometimes the and it causes too much trouble. Snapped, bro. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to scramble some eggs. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you got to crack the you got to crack the fence. You know what I'm saying? There's more people involved there. There's <laughs> Fat Tony. Fat Tony. Who's causing trouble? Hey, yo, which Tony is that? Fat Tony. They're all fat in their own name. They're Tony. all named Tony. <laughs> Tony. 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 <laughs> And there's the little guy who's causing problems. Like, there's lots of little characters throughout this movie. Yeah. Who causes lots of little issues and lots of little speed bumps along the way. What do you mean, you people? That was you so people. Funny. <laughs> he was great, dude. That's uh, what's his name? He played. Uh, he played uh, Scarface in uh, Boardwalk Empire. He's from. Uh, he's from a few things. Yeah, he's from. He's a British guy. He's he's from Snatch. Snatch. He is from Snatch. Yeah, he's the guy that that puts that gets the dog and lets the dog eat the diamond. It was a good cast overall. Overall, a fantastic cast. And uh, it was in probably like Ray Romano was a, like, you don't think he would fit in this movie? I thought so. I I always I've seen him do serious stuff and he's very very fantastic. But he he's the guy that you need because he's likable enough that that you. Trust him to do one thing. He's the uh, the spokesperson of the yeah. What's the yeah. what you want? What you wanted to uh, be? Bobby Carnival was good. Bobby Carnival was fantastic. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that was Anna Paquin. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I know her lips very well. Oh, why Cause, is that? Because <laughs> I, I I they bother me. So every time I see them, I'm like, ugh, there's Anna Paquin again. Fucking Anna Paquin with, with her lips, split top lip, ugh. <laughs> it just calls my attention. I don't know why. He bothers me. But, yeah. What that was Sebastian Manacalo, whatever his stupid name is. I hate that guy. Well, you didn't hate him here. Crazy Joe? Crazy yeah. Joe DeVola? Is that where yeah. Seinfeld gets it from? I think so. Jim Norton? That was a cool thing, seeing him play Don Rickles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know that's one of his idols. That must have been a cool experience. And he's good friends with De Niro. So that was cool to see. I that was I tried to stay away from anything about this movie. Right. Because it's so long that I didn't want to f- find something that happens three hours into the movie. And right. Just like, <laughs> all right, I know what the fuck happened. Now I have to wait three hours for it to happen. <laughs> so I tried to not read and not look at anything. Um, um, but overall, I, I think that the, the, the better part about this movie is that if you like Robert De Niro. Which I do. You, which you do. And if you like, um, <clears throat> if you like uh, uh, gangster movies, I do. Which you do, and if you like to see good movies, I like that. Which you do, and all, 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 and you want to see fantastic acting. I do like which, fantastic which acting. You do. It checks all the boxes. The only thing is that it's a little long. You should definitely watch. It's definitely a little long. One of our coworkers here, I think, put it best is. That there are natural pauses throughout the movie. Right. And this could almost be like a mini-series that you binge. Right. Like, right. you can watch the first two episodes, which is an hour and 15 minutes long, pause it during one of these scene setters, and go back and watch it the next day is what, what right. I had to do because I don't have three and a half hours <laughs> at one time to watch one thing. Um, so it, you could 
easily do that. And I think that's maybe part of the reason why he put it out on Netflix so early. Right. Is that he knows his no, he audience. Put it in Netflix so early because Netflix paid for it. That's Netflix probably paid for it, but he three and a half hour movie is going to be hard to sell. Right. That guy's name is uh, Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham. He's also he plays he he does a great impression of like 1930s gangster movies. He does. And so that's why they put him in all these gangster movies. It's really good. It's British dude, you know, it's fantastic. You actor. know, I grew up in the wrong time. You did. If I was born in the 40s, yeah. I'd be Joe Pesci. Be fucking whacking motherfuckers. You would not have any I would balls. run Long Island. You wouldn't run. Long I'd run Island. it. You wouldn't. Joe run Pesci it. would call me up like, "Yo, how are things in Long Island?" I'm like, "I'm taking care of it. Don't what, worry about what, it." What would what would your, your gangster name be? Matty Ice. <laughs> it works in so many levels. Cause I'm ice cold. I just stepped in you because you're stupid. No, I'm st- you wouldn't fuck with me. Matty Ice. You'd be dead. Yeah, Matty Ice would fucking get you. They would get you. People would come ask me for fucking permission to do shit. What would be my? my I'd have one of those. One of those gold rings that Pesci gives out? Yeah. I'd have one. There'd be four people with them. <laughs> Angelo, Russell, the Irish man, <laughs> and La Matina. No. That would be it. No, no, that wouldn't be your name. You know it. Be- Matty Ice. Matty Ice. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> what? You got a problem? Dead. <laughs> why, you didn't put enough ketchup on my, bar- on my fucking hot dog? Dead. <laughs> Oh, why? You didn't fill my tank? Are you causing trouble? You're causing trouble out here? You're not supporting the Teamsters? Dead. <laughs> you, you didn't fill my tank all the way up? Dead. <laughs> what, what would my gangster name be? There has to be like a gangster name generator on the internet. Yeah. I'm going to do that right now because I want to know what my gangster name will be. Go ahead. Talk about the movie. Talk about the movie. We're going to do The Irishman Part 2. <laughs> where he, they, There's part where De Niro and I... Take over Long Island, and then I use De Niro as my right hand man as well. He's the Irish man. I'll be the, I'll be the Dominican man. The Dominican. Oh, this has like questions. Questions here. I think you'd just be called the Dominican. Like he's the, the Irishman, you'd be the Dominican. Yeah. Like you could, I, you could never be a boss. You would just be a low level guy at some point. What? What the fuck? And you die at some brown? point. Yeah, that's the way it runs. What the fuck? Italians. At the end of the day, only trust Italians. <laughs> and you'd be dead. I need to click like seven, like like this this fucking test online. We should do this with the with the audience. No, we shouldn't. We could do it. We're gonna do it. Right, so What's only, only like six it's, questions? It's six questions. All right, Let's seven see. questions. Choose a gender. Male. Male. Yeah, done. Because you, can't, region. you can't have gender neutral as a mobster. I'm oh, sorry. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. You could be the most badass motherfucker if you're gender neutral. And then you, you're the guy that everybody fears. Uh, <laughs> or girl. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. Pick a region, northeast. Northeast. Uh, yeah. What side of the law are you on? The laws never done nothing good for me. I'm a wise guy. Through and through. through. Done. What racket are you involved in? See, I want to click all so of them. So the this. choices are we got money money laundering, murder, bribery, robbery, casino skimming, bootlegging. Who, me? I hold the law. I uphold the law no matter what. You got to go who, me, right? Who, me? Because a fucking gangster doesn't say what they're doing. <laughs> What's your role in all of this? Capo? Let's just say I know some people who know some people, okay? I think that's, that, that's that works. the one I'm going with. Yeah. <laughs> Pick your favorite area. Era. Oh, sorry, era. Prohibition, modern era. Rat Pack. Rat pack era. Swinging 60s. The disco. disco era. 
Ah, oh, shit. You can't be, see, you can't be a mobster now. It'd be Rat Pack, It'd right? have to be Rat Pack or, or like Prohibition. Prohibition. So which one are we going with here? Uh, Prohibition. Let's, 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 <clears throat> let's bootleg something still while we're at it. Yeah, all right. Let's see. Six toe. Six toe. Red nose. It's already like hell no. It's like brown. <laughs> <laughs> brown man. <laughs> Create nickname. Let's um, see what the web gave me. Sixto Scotty Renoso. Scotty? You are a corrupt politician. I think that works for you. Cause you Scotty? Because you couldn't be, let me explain this, as a fellow mobster. <laughs> okay. You couldn't be in the mob per se because you're Dominican. That's true. I'm not Italian. I'm not white. Yeah. We got to give you an American name like Scotty because <laughs> people aren't going to trust the Sixto, but they'll trust the Scotty. My and boy Reynoso, Scotty. And Reynoso could be like a, some part of Italy that you don't yeah, know. Yeah, it could be well. Italian. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it sounds. <laughs> so you could be a politician that helps us, and we we, we throw some money at you, but mm. you're not involved. You're like Jimmy Hoffa. Okay. My my idol is Luciana Governor Huey Long. <laughs> Racket. Hey, I just take this. I just take what's offered to me, okay? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, occupation, corrupt politician. I don't like this that much. I want it to be a fucking... Like, hey, I go back. Put head. my name in there. Let's oh, try it for me. Oh. You're not the only one on this show. Well, I am right now. Let's generate... I need We're going to generate one for me. Right. So I'm a male. Gender. Gender neutral. I'm a male. I'm in the Northeast. We all know that. North. The third one. Yeah. The laws never done nothing good for me. I guess you got to go who me for what racket. I'm not telling people. I'm the boss. So down there, you got to put boss, because everyone listens to me, or you're fucking dead. I should have put soldier. Prohibition. Matt. You. There's two T's in Matthew. Sorry. I'm an immigrant. He is an immigrant. Lamatina. L-A-M. I know how to write Lamatina. A-T-T-I-N-A. It means the morning in Italian. I've heard it many times. Thank you very much. Well, I'm telling the audience. Matthew the Kid Lamatina. I like that. The shit. kid? I could be the kid. Oh, I like you that. You are a boss. Racket, you name it, I've probably done it. <laughs> My idol is Lucky, Lucky Luciano. Luciano. Lucky Luciano is the man, dude. Just like me. I'm the man. No, you're not the man. So as the internet has subscribed, yeah. I'm the man, and you're the guy who does the shit I need in the legal end. I don't like that. Just like this podcast, I'm the man, and you're the guy who gets the shit done that I need to get done. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna change something here, and then and then I'm gonna go around, and I'm not I'm not gonna do this for everybody to listen, because obviously nobody needs to yeah, listen to it. But my new name, it's Sixto Trigger Man Reynoso. Trigger Man. I think you could be a Trigger Man too. You and can't I be the, am the boss. You can't be the boss. And I put I oh I put boss. Sorry. You can't be the boss. Now we're fighting each other. I'm Trigger Man. Don't fuck with now me. Now you're a Dominican. Get you can't shot. be the boss. Trigger Man. Anyways. All right. Just like this exercise that you've listened to that was too long. Too the long. The Irishman. <laughs> the Irishman. Um, there's one question that I have. Ooh. Which our boy Matt Lamatina brought up. I did. No, not Matt Lamatina. Matt. Jaquette. Uh, Jaquette. Sorry. It's one of our fellow listeners who listens week after week. Yes. Which is, Chucky drives the car to where his father gets killed, Jimmy yes. Hoffer. Chucky Hoffer drives the car 
Jimmy Hoffer gets killed right after. True. Then Nino comes out of the car, gets in the car, they leave. True. Chucky never raises a flag, never says anything. Well, no, De Niro doesn't get into that car. It's just Sally and Chuck. And they leave? They leave. They drop them off, and they pull out, and they leave. But even still, they saw him get in there. Yeah. They go inside the house. I understand, but Chucky saw his father get in that house. True. And then his father disappeared. True. But the Irishman is still alive. But you never see Chucky again. He does mention him, though, that he went to jail for being at the wrong spot at the wrong time. Does he? I don't remember what happened to yeah, Chucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I remember uh, Chucky wasn't the brightest guy in the... In the no, he's a, a little dumb. And I think he was fooled to bring his father home because they think... I think they need Chucky and De Niro to, to get sure, yeah, to, make to get sure him in the car. Yeah, to make like nothing's happening, yeah. right? Um, um, and who knows? Maybe Chucky was paid off. Who knows? Paid off for his father, dude? Yo, they tried to kill my father! No, they actually killed your father, Chucky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's dumb enough to think that his father's missing somewhere? I don't think so. Well, who knows? I think maybe they told him, like, listen. Shut the so fuck up. They killed him, and then they told him. And they're like, if you want to be alive, you shut the, you fuck, shut up. the fuck up. Yeah. And as Listen to me. Six of the trigger men Reynoso. And that's the only you. way he knows. That's how Chucky was brought up into this monster mentality that sometimes you shut your fucking face. I mean, I it's guess. another interesting point. And I don't understand why he didn't ruffle no feathers. Fe no feathers. Listen to me. Now I'm sounding like a I'm monster. saying maybe he was, you know, you don't know what happened. Maybe he was beat up. Maybe he was, you know. He was fooled into thinking, yeah, they're fine. When your life is put in your, in your, in your hands, maybe you, you shut the fuck up. That's true. Especially when you grow up and them tops are life. You don't go to the cops. But that's also true. Because then they'd be like, how do you know these people? But oh, then shit. you're a rat, and then you're dead anyway. Right. Either way, you're dead if you open your mouth. I guess so. In any case, like we've said, seven, go see it. Seven fucking points, seven and a half, even. Go see it. it it's a must watch film. Um, we're not going to see another film like this for a very long time. For a very long time. Uh, this, this is definitely the last time these group of actors are going to be together. together. Doing this is probably the last like time this. we're ever going to see Pesci do anything. Yeah, probably. Um, and go watch Pesci because you need to. Man. Yeah, this is Pesci at his best. It, this is so good, dude. So so fucking good. Joe Pesci was my favorite fucking part of this. Entire he's movie. my favorite part of the movie myself. He, he is he is so fucking good. He is so likable in this movie. He is he's he's almost like he's not acting. It's like he's really that like guy. Like, he is the boss. Right. Like, it's almost like he, Joe Pesci, they didn't give him a script. He gave him a script. He was just reacting yeah. to things and being like... Like, just be yourself, Pesci. Right. <laughs> you just say whatever comes to mind. And it's so good. He better dude. win something for this, Pesci. He already... I, I mean, He's I been know. nominated. He better win something. He better win a lot of things. Uh, you'll find out on our two 2020 Oscar special coming in March, <laughs> which is one of our favorite episodes of the year. One yeah. of our most highly rated episodes every That's year. That's right. That's right. But before we get too ahead of ourselves, next week, we were going to try to cram in like eight more podcasts. I don't think we're going to get there. No. I think we save Motherless Brooklyn to the new year. Yeah. I think next podcast, we split it up. Oh. We get two topics. What? We do 2019 kind of wrap up for our best movies. Okay. Things we talked about, things we haven't talked about. Okay. 
plus oh. our favorite Christmas, non-Christmas movies. That's a lot of that's a lot of podcasts. A lot of podcasts. But we're not going to go into movies. We're not going. We're not going to tell you about Die Hard because you fucking know about Die Hard. We're just going to tell you how we feel about it. Okay, that has not a Christmas movie, by the way. I know. We went over this <laughs> in previous podcasts. But you tend to think that we should do a list on non-Christmas Christmas movies. Yeah. And I think that's bullshit. Okay. And I hate Christmas movies, so I'd love yeah. an opportunity to tell everybody how stupid your favorite Christmas movies are. Oh. So what about Jingle uh, All the Way? I'm a boss, okay? Uh, so Bosses don't apparently. watch Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way is the shit. I don't give a fuck. I kind of like Jingle All the yes, Way. Yes, you do. <laughs> but there's not many of them I like. No, no. But we got to go over 2019. A lot of movies happened. Maybe we'll give you our top 10. Uh, yeah, and just very quickly. like Very you know, quick. This, We're just this, what this we think that, you yeah. should see and what we think you should not see. Maybe we'll do five and five. Five movies you should see, five movies you shouldn't see. There you go. That sounds good. Uh, I'll do five. He'll do five. He'll get 20. Yeah. He'll do some Christmas. It'll be a holiday special. It's the Matt Lambertina Presents Two Friends in a Movie with Sixto's Holiday Spectacular. Okay. Except that won't be the title of it, but yeah. Fuck it. I make the poster. I'll make make any (laughs) title I want. (laughs) Well, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening to what us. Are you, this Mr. Rogers? Not, this is, God damn it. <laughs> Mr. Rogers doesn't say that. No, you know what that's from? What? Well, I thought it was from Mr. Rogers. From Anchorman. Oh, yeah. When Christina Applegate signs off, she goes, yeah. Thank you for stopping by, San that's Diego. Right. Thank you for stopping by, San Diego. Thank you for <laughs> listening to us talk shit about movies. That are, this fucking podcast, wasn't funny? No. It was but a little was funny. It, was it fucking fantastic? Yes. It was it was a little funny. Was it too long? Probably. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so thank you for stopping That's by. That's my De Niro. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. All right. Good night. Or day. Day. Evening. Yeah. Whatever. Goodbye. Bye. Two friends in a movie. 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 Friends in the movie with Madden Sixto, with Sixto and Matt, with Madden Sixto, with Sixto and Matt, with Madden Sixto, Madden Sixto, Madden Sixto. Two friends in the movie, two friends in the movie, two friends in the movie. Hang around with these guys because they're fun. If I wanted a guy that was all drive and ambition, I could have stayed in Hong Kong. Back then, guys like that are 12 for 10 cents. You mean a dime a dozen? Maybe where you shop. I think you underestimate them. They're really sharp.